2: It's Curious City, where we take
0: your questions
2: about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ.
0: Hey, I'm Curious City reporter Monica Eng, and I'm here today with a story I've been clamoring to do for years. It's not just one Curious City question, but a bunch, because you guys ask a lot of questions about pizza. Okay, pizza may not be the most important thing happening in the world right now, but it's clearly on your mind. I recently tracked down the answers to a bunch of your questions. In case you don't know, I host a podcast called Chewing, along with Chicago Tribune food reporter Louisa Chu. Get it? She's Louisa Chu. I'm Monica Eng. So, Chewing! Well, anyway, Louisa gets a little competitive when it comes to food trivia. And to be honest, she can come off as a real know-it-all. So I thought I'd invite her to WBEZ Studios to try to stump her with these pizza questions. She couldn't know the answer to all of them, right? And when she got here, true to form, she already claimed she had a leg up on me.
1: Well, Monica, the Chicago Tribune Food and Dining Team actually published a pizza guide in 2016, so you could have just read our guide. Well,
0: that may be true, Louisa, but I learned plenty that was not in the Chicago Tribune guide, and you're going to hear it today. Our first question, Louisa, comes from Lou DeCerbo, who grew up on the East Coast with New York-style pizza. So he wants to know why the heck we eat crispy pizzas
1: that are cut into squares. Do you know? Of course I know, Monica. So unlike the folding pizza in New York, in Chicago, we have tidy little squares that we sometimes call tavern cut or party cut. Because you used to be able to walk into a tavern, there would be a whole pizza cut up into nice little manageable pieces where you can grab a piece as an appetizer and have a glass of beer and then go on your way. Yeah, Louisa, you're actually right.
0: It was basically so tavern owners could sell more beer. Pizza in one hand, beer in the other, you're good to go. And that's part of the answer to our next question. Why are so many old Chicago pizzerias connected to taverns? Now, that's because after World War II, a lot of Midwest taverns noticed this pizza craze that was sweeping the nation. And according to Nadine Caravitas, who owns Marie's Pizza and Liquors in Lawrence, this addition of pizza just made sense. I mean, it was cheap, salty, and as her menu says, pizza is beer's best friend. So basically, the owners noticed that adding pizza was a good way to keep customers around and sell them more brewskis. Which brings us to our next question about yet another style of Chicago pizza. Yes, deep dish. Andrea Ficarelli wants to know who invented it. But before we get to that, Louisa, for our listeners who don't know deep dish, what exactly is it?
1: Well, let me refer to our Chicago Tribune Food and Dining Pizza Guide describing Deep Dish as served in a blackened round namesake pan in which it was baked with a straight-sided crust, crunchy on the outside, slightly soft in the inside, smothered in red tomato sauce, thick melted mozzarella, and your choice of toppings, which typically start with sausage. Pure poetry. And as for the question, do you know who invented the dreaded deep dish pizza? Hmm. Well, I don't dread it, and there are a number of theories out there. But you may have just simply gone to the Pizzeria Uno website and taken their word for it that Ike Sewell invented it. I know many people do. You're right. I did start with the Pizzeria
0: Uno website. And there it does say Ike Sewell invented it in 1943 at Pizzeria Uno. But I also talked to Chicago cultural historian Tim Samuelson, and he says that while Sewell does deserve some credit for mostly marketing, most of it should go to someone else, namely Sewell's business partner, Rick Ricardo. In fact, Pizzeria Uno's original name was actually Pizzeria Ricardo. So as Samuelson tells it, these two guys owned Uno's over at Ohio and Wabash, and there Ricardo told the cooks he wanted a pizza on the menu that could make an entire meal. And that's how deep dish was born, he says. Samuelson did get most of this from Ricardo's widow. But another booster for the theory was Chicago historian Studs Turkle himself. Samuelson said Studs even repeated the claim just weeks before he died, insisting, quote, It was Rick Ricardo who invented the bleep bleepin' pizza. So, I'm going with the Studs theory. Deep dish was probably invented by Rick Ricardo.
1: Like, so, well, not so much. So, Monica, that is, again, one of the great theories and a more credible theory about the invention of deep dish pizza. But neither one of those are actual primary sources, because as we know, while Rick Ricardo may have owned the pizza place, he may not have actually been the cook who invented the deep dish pizza in 1943. But that's a good theory. Okay, Louisa, our next question
0: also deals with deep dish. It asks whether Chicagoans really prefer deep dish over thin crust. My former WBEZ colleague, Derek John, actually answered this question a few years ago when John Stewart called out deep dish as this horrible monstrosity.
1: Deep dish pizza is not only not better than New York pizza, it's not pizza. It's a casserole.
0: Anyway, what Derek found out about that casserole is that Chicagoans actually prefer thin crust pizza to deep dish by like 10
1: to 1, according to Grubhub delivery data. So, Louisa, what do you think of that? As a Chicago Tribune food and dining reporter who's, you know, boots on the ground um, and actually out there eating the reporting. Yeah, my and reporting. slippers are in the air. Right. So um, I don't know what that refers to. But anyway, there are more thin crust places out there than deep dish. Um, Are those numbers correct? I guess I would actually rely on more correct data. Which is? um, Which is, I don't have it, but I I would not rely solely on Grubhub because that is, if you will, just a slice of the pizza data that we have here in Chicago. Well, to your point, Louisa,
0: Derek did call Lumelnati's and Giordano's, and he found that deep dish or stuffed were ordered there three times more than thin crust. But If you're going for stuffed and deep dish, that's where you go. You're not going to really order thin crust that much there. Either way, I think we can agree that Chicago is not, as the stereotype implies, simply a deep
1: dish town. I would definitely agree with that.
0: Well, Louisa, I know you like to throw around your Chicago Tribune reporter credentials <laughs> a lot. But no, I But for one of the questions, I got an answer that my dear friends at the Chicago Tribune were not able to get. And that was from questioner Shelly Krepich, who asked, what's the origin of the pizza puff? And for anyone who doesn't know what a pizza puff is, it's a rectangle of deep fried dough filled with molten cheese, sausage and tomato sauce. So, Louisa, want to know what the origin of the original pizza puff is?
1: Oh, Monica, do tell young Monica.
0: Louisa, it all started in 1927. That's when a Syrian, not Syrian, a Syrian American immigrant, Elisha Shabazz, opened up the Illinois Tamale Company. Do you know what a Chicago-style tamale is?
1: I absolutely do.
0: They're these kind of round, parchment-paper-wrapped things that are often sold at hot dog stands.
1: Not only parchment-paper-wrapped, but sometimes in plastic. And it is a cornmeal tube, basically, stuffed with a uh, spiced meat innard. Spiced meat innard. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd
0: probably call it filling. Anyway, yes, tamales. That's what the Shabazz family made at the Illinois Tamale Company, also known as Il Taco. And they froze them and sold them to hot dog carts and stands. Now, Elijah's grandson was experimenting one day in 1976. He decided to wrap pizza ingredients in a flour tortilla and deep fry it. And voila, there you go. That's how the family says the pizza puff was invented. Since they were already selling tamales to hot dog stands, they decided to offer them frozen pizza puffs, too. Today, they're a staple there and at sub shops all over Chicago and in tons of
1: other places around the nation. Monica, you should know that the pizza puff is a little bit of an outlier in iconic Chicago foods. I have to give a shout out to my colleague, uh, at the Tribune, Nick Kindlesberger, aka Taco Nick, he's actually gone on to the next generation of pizza puffs. So, for example, there are fine dining restaurants in Chicago like Regards to Edith, where they're doing a chefy version of a pizza puff. Places where they're doing handmade, housemade pizza puffs, if you will. So, you know, we're just kind of a little more on top of it. The Tribune.
0: I like to kick it old style with my pizza puffs. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Louisa, now a question about pizza delivery. Rami Farage has noticed that for decades now, when you order pizza in Chicago, it often comes with an RC Cola one-liter bottle. Not Coke, not Pepsi, but RC, which is a much smaller company than Pepsi or Coke. So why is that? Do you know,
1: Louisa? So, young Monica, I know that you think that you've stumped me with this question. I did. But I actually did know the answer. But for your own confidence. Please tell me why RC Cola has always been delivered with delivery pizza in Chicago.
0: You see, in the late 1960s, R.C. was kind of getting tired of its third-class status as the number three cola in Chicago. So there was a marketing guy who decided to make these deals with local pizzerias. They'd get a reliable and pretty inexpensive supply of one-liter or one-quart bottles of R.C., and R.C. would get exposure and entrance into a whole bunch of Chicago homes. So over the years, Chicagoans have come to associate good pizza delivery with rc cola and in fact brad troutman of the dr pepper snapple group the conglomerate that owns rc says chicago is still the number one market for rc cola today
1: okay louisa for our final question of the hour what is your favorite pizza Mm, that is almost an impossible question to answer monica I would say that one of my favorite pizza houses right now is Polly G's in Logan Square, where they do not only the neo Neapolitan style pizza, they do vegan versions, and currently they have a Chinese inspired pizza with Chinese sausage on there. So that's one of my favorite pizza houses. So Monica, what's what's your favorite pizza?
0: I love Polly G's, but I have to say, and this may sound like heresy. I really like a New York slice, and for that, oh I go to GGO's gosh. on Broadway
1: or Jimmy's on Lincoln. I can't even. This week's story was reported by me, Monica Eng. And me, Chicago Tribune food and dining reporter Louisa Chu. Special thanks to question askers Lou DeCerbo, Susan Clark,
0: Eric Holman, Samantha Abernathy, Jen Adams, Andrea Ficcarelli, Dan Hogan, Rami Farage, and Shelley Krepich. Curious City supported by the Conant Family Foundation.
1: It didn't take long until I got the call. There was a new pizza joint down by the mall. They did the interview right there on the phone, and they offered me the job. I was more than a
2: Hello, Curious City Podcast listeners. Since this WBEZ podcast started in 2012, we've answered more than 150 questions from listeners just like you. And it's people like you who made that possible, because WBEZ is listener supported. of WBEZ's general operating funds, which support programs like Curious City, come from listener donations. That support has helped us take you all over the Chicago region in search of answers. One listener got to question the Illinois Secretary of State. Mr. White, uh, why are there so many portraits of you at the uh, Chicagoland DMVs? Well, that that isn't something I started At City Hall, another listener asked if the city is paying attention to the dangers of dust from home demolitions. Well, they're subject to the same regulations. So, I mean, you're bringing this to my attention, so I will go look into it. I have not gotten a complaint that they're not. Curious City began as an experiment. What would happen if you helped us decide what to report on? Now is your chance to show WBEZ that as far as you're concerned, Curious City is a successful experiment, one that should continue to investigate, report, and explore Chicago based on your curiosity. Show your support for this great experiment we call Curious City at wbez.org slash curious. That's wbez.org slash curious to make your donation today.
1: Next time on Curious City, have you ever made plans around the weather and been let down by a bad forecast? Inaccurate weather forecasts can have consequences, small and big. When I was in high school, a tornado hit my
2: high school and unfortunately uh, killed eight people. Uh, It wasn't a particularly good forecast and I started asking questions after that.
1: We ask an expert, how good is weather prediction in Chicago? That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.